Welcome, Sacramento, and welcome to another episode of your State of the Republic podcast. My name is Luis, and today I am joined by our podcast mom, Sharon. How's it going, Sharon? I know you just went for a good old bike ride. How was it? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a little bit of blown off steam, but, you know, I'm really happy with the way that my chocolate pie turned out last night because at least I, uh, you know, there was somebody who was productive in, you know, the Sacramento fan slash player base considering that the Sac Republic guys were not as productive as we would have wished. Um, you know, they just can't close out a game. So chocolate pie turned out great. Bike ride was great. Cleaned the house this morning. I think all of that, all of that was just either a stress to leave or stress, you know, because we do as fans, at least you do it the same. We get pretty wound up watching our team play and, you know, wishing that we could push button like a video game and have them do what we wanted to do, but we can't control it. So, you know, there's other ways in our lives that we can release the stress of not being able to control the situation. And I ride my bike. Sometimes I bake. Sometimes I clean the house. All three of those things happened in less than 12 hours. So 24 hours, less than 24 hours. Yep. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, I am a bit saddened by what happened yesterday and I'm with you. Sometimes you need to de-stress uh, after the game, right? Try not to think about it as much. And and of course, uh, usually the day after a loss, uh, at least the morning after, you're feeling a little bit better than you were during the game, after the game, and especially when those goals came in. But I think more so because the game we saw yesterday was much different than the one we saw on Wednesday, right? Like Wednesday, all positivity, right? Even though we had the loss, like we mentioned in the past episode, but with just a gameplay like what we saw yesterday with, uh, you know, giving away an advantage that you had in such a quick amount of time. I mean, literally in three minutes, we we were down after winning. It's just unacceptable. Errors left and right. Uh, players not realizing what part of the season we're in right now, right? Because you're in a really critical point of the season where if you start winning, you should try to keep your lead or at least get that tie. But don't lose focus after you get a goal scored on and then suddenly you're not winning anymore. But, you know, keep at it. Keep doing what you were doing in the first half. But unfortunately, we we didn't see it in this game. And and I think that's what sounds me the most is that they they basically gave up after the tying goal. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, when when you play a goal up, you know, when when you're playing a goal up offense, you still have to attack just like you did prior, you know, and, and granted they had a couple of chances, but then when you, you said when they, when San Diego tied us and then quickly turned around and got the lead on us, it was like the air got let out of a balloon, you know, it was just, it was like somebody took a pin and that was that. And we were done. Um, and it, it just, it, it felt like a hopeless situation because the when the pendulum swings in favor of a team that has been consistently winning, we know what that feels like because we were the Republic in 2014 and 15. And also some of the other years, we consistently won games. And when our when we watch this squad and how the pendulum swings towards a good team, you you just watch the heads go down. You watch the players and it's, it's, you know, they start throwing everything but the kitchen sink at the goal. I wish they would have had Emil Cuello in sooner. Dude's magic. Um, I really wish Nabi could have been subbed in. I, you know, if he would, he was in the sub lineup, but where was he? Um, there was a lot of things that I think should have happened. When a player makes as big of a mistake as, as Hayden did, my hunch is you, you really got to sub him. You got to sub him out. You can't let him continue to be a casualty. The announcers are high on him. You know, last night, while we still had Kevin Goldthwaite on my 58 and Rob McAllister, Kevin's mic cracked out. So then it was just Rob McAllister and he did a fabulous job. But the announcers are very high on our defense. They said very few people can penetrate our defense. Well, that's BS. That's BS. You, we got walked on last night, you know, from... It's like, what? so what was the answer? Could Nabi could have, you know, was he, is he a better choice 
to see things, to chase things down. Um, Shannon Gomez, you know, it's like, what was his role when we look at the highlights? Who, you know, I, Jordan McCrary, he's solid. I, I can never say enough high thing, high enough praise for Jordan McCrary. Duke Lacroix, those guys got it. Andrew, we, you know, he Andrew throws himself at everything and comes up just, he's having the last half of the season of his life with us. He's good. He's solid. But then, yeah, we miss Luis Felipe. We miss Jaime Villarreal. You know, we're missing some marshals on the field and it's just, it just kind of blows. And like I said, in a, a second ago, and you're going to bleep me again, you know, we're. F- yeah. I mean, you, you basically summed it up right, <laughs> right there. But, you know, in terms of the commentators, I have to say, I, I watched it on ESPN plus myself and they weren't any better, right? The San Diego local commentators. And, and I just have to say it for that matter, any commentators for any team in the USL, they are super biased, which I wish it wasn't that way because it's it's not great when you watch a game and you just know that it almost seems like it's fans actually commentating on the game versus actual people who are trying to do an analysis of both squads and what do both teams need to win. But that, that was going on with them. And even with our own commentators, right, like you mentioned, I think there comes a point where I understand that you have to say good things about the team and all that, but you have to be critical. You can't just say something and then you're looking bad on your own end, right? Because people are seeing something else. They're not just hearing you say these good things. They're looking at what's going on. And, you know, that they're just like you, Sharon, right? Like, you're like, yeah, that, that is not true because all throughout this season, if our defense would have been uh, better, right? Or would have been like they mentioned, we wouldn't be in the position that we're in right now because a solid defense equals a team that is at least in the playoffs right now. So uh, I don't know why, <laughs> why they mentioned that. Yeah. It's kind of like in football. I mean, you have to start with a ground game. You have to start with a, with a, a running game. You can't rely on the passing, you know, in, in, in traditional American football. And it's the same thing in soccer. You have to start with, you have to start with the the defense and they all have to know their roles. And what's funny is the announcers were saying how everybody knew their role. Um, all the, all the players know exactly what their job is supposed to do. Well, let's see. Um, not sure about that after last night, you know, and also not sure about that after Oakland, you know, even though we lost in Oakland, it looked as though we were more in sync and maybe because of who was on the field. Um, you know, we, we, we had some, we had Cam Awasa starting. I know Cam cannot start every single match. You know, I know that they have to rest him. Um, and I, we have gotten used to his Panther style of play and that's what we come to expect. And nobody really does that the way that he does, you know, Jerome wasn't Panther. Jerome spent most of his freaking time laying on the ground, you know, it's like, Jerome, if you're listening to this, if you're not like mortally wounded and having a heart attack on the field, I don't mean to, you know, disparage against people having heart attacks, get back freaking up. I mean, how, how many times did the guy lay on the ground? Seriously, Luis, I ask you that question. Did you uh, see it? Yeah, I saw it multiple times and I didn't really see a sense of urgency from him to, you know, try to do anything. <laughs> right. And and do we ever see Kamawasa land? I mean, he took a he took a huge um, he took clumps in the back, you know, dude just bounces right back up and keeps playing. Cam Awasa plays to the whistle unless he's seriously injured, you know, and that's what I would say to any of the players. Get right back up. I saw Pete Pennanen take a huge tackle and I was thinking, oh, great. He's, he's going to, and nope, he just got right back up and, and started playing. Yeah. Your ankle may hurt for a second, but just run it off. I mean, that's what you're getting paid to do. And if you're having a higher aspirations, that's what you have to do. You literally have to kind of shake off the ache and pain. I, heck, I played rugby for two years and yeah, granted I was younger, but I was those guys age. Well, okay. A little bit younger than these guys. Pretty much. I was in my mid, well, I was their age. I was their age. Yeah, we did not lay around. We got hit hard. We had blood and we just kept playing because your team counted on you. And I am just seeing a softness with this team that I've, I, I just, I don't, 
Okay. So Dan Casey's a hard man. He will only go down if he's seriously injured and he has, you know, mm-hmm. had some serious clonks and, you know, the, the, uh, the protocol for concussion. Yeah. You got to have that, but come on. Anybody else play like Jordan McCrary dude just pops right back up. He takes a hit and he keeps on ticking. And, and that's what I would say to any of our strikers, stop being so soft because you're ruining the chances. You're ruining a flow. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I know I, I promised I wasn't going to whine and I wasn't going to, you know, get upset about all this, but now my ire is up and I'm not even Irish, you know? So I'm, I'm just concerned that mm-hmm. the toughness and the mental toughness and the mental focus from our guys isn't there. It's, it's like, boof, you know, we're not 14, 15, 16 any longer, you know, we're, this is, this is the deal. This is the real deal. You got aspirations. Play like Chris Wondolowski. Dude only goes down if he's hurt, really hurt. So, you know, I just, ah, anyhow, we lost two to one. I loved our first goal. I love how Dara Formella totally did a number. I mean, let's talk about the positive, which is that. And um, another positive is when Kamawasa came on. Another positive was when uh, Duke Lacroix had to drop back. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember all of our subs there. Uh, Emil Coyo. Oh my God. Talk about a positive there. He could have turned our game around, but he was only subbed in in the 76th minute. Mm-hmm. And Luis, I can hear you right now. <laughs> Why didn't we sub him in the 55th, the 60th minute or at halftime? I, 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 I already hear it. I hear it. I know that's exactly what you're going to say. At least Kamawasa was subbed in in the right amount of time. At least Malik Foster was subbed in subbed in at the right amount of time. And they were actually subbed for the right players. Mario did nothing. He went down like a pencil anytime anybody breathed on him. And I love Mario. I love, 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 love his footwork. I love how he plays. But last night, he was not the right starter. You know, the the, the right starters came in later, you know, and uh, Jordan McCrary subbed in also at the 61st minute. Uh, So at the end of the day, I can hear you, Luis, and I'm going to let you take it over from here while (laughs) I take a breath and have a sip of freaking beer because that's what it's going to take right now. Yeah, no, that I mean, it's great that you speak for the fans because everything that you always say, Sharon, most people agree with that. And it has to be said, we have to say all these things because these are the things that we observe, right, on the pitch. And if coach ever listens to this, we always try to just give our thoughts on the game and who we think should be playing because we we see it there, right? And and hopefully he sees it too because it, I think some of those players just, they don't deserve to be in the starting lineup. But uh, I'm with you. Changes were the first three were good, right? And, and I've always asked a coach to do this, right? You get scored on be quick, right? Get those subs in. Uh, you know, if, it, if it's not immediately after they score the goal, do it two, three, four, five minutes afterwards, right? But just get them ready, get them uh, ready to be subbed in. And not only did he do one, right? But he did three, which I was, I was surprised. I got to tell you, when I saw three guys getting ready to be subbed in, you know, I was like, all right, great. This is exactly what I wanted to see. But I am with you though, Emil Cuello, that sub should have come in I don't know if you do it in the 61st minute. I understand that maybe he's trying to be a little cautious because you get an injury and then you might be screwed at that point, right? If <laughs> if you did all your four subs right there, but maybe do it in the 70th minute, right? Give him an extra six minutes there. But uh, yeah, it, it was just, yeah, I, I wish I would have seen him before. Uh, but I have to say out of the subs, I, I, I too, like you enjoyed Cameron, Jordan, uh, Malik, Emil, and and all that, but my standout out of those was Malik Foster. Uh, I would have started with Malik from the get-go. Don't put Jerome, start with Malik, because that guy, I mean, talk about the new car smell, right? Like, he he's, like, nonstop running. You could, you could see that he actually does want to win a game, and I appreciate that attitude from him, right, considering that he was out most of the season. We, we're just now getting to really see him more. And it, it's just a shame that he didn't start in this match. I, I think it would have been a lot different because, like you said, Jerome, all he does is just fall, not stand up right away. But Malik, I mean, we, we've seen him go through what basically was a concussion, right? We saw him right in front of us uh, at, at the VAP area. 
and the guy stood up and he still played right so <laughs> that's a perfect example right there i mean i've seen malik go down you know and he does the three roll thing you know where you roll three times but you know he's he's smart enough to only do it if he knows that the whistle's going to or if he's heard the whistle um but when you have a player when there's no whistle not get up right away it's like you just screwed your team you know the whistle didn't get called get freaking up uh you know un- unless you are mortally injured and the first time when Jerome went down it was and he didn't get up it was like all right sub you know he can't play get him off you know he's rolling around he's not getting up and he just put his he just put his team he wasn't able to track back the players get distracted when they see a player down our player down our guys will get distracted if there's no whistle and they see one of our guys down and that's when a goal gets scored against us. Not that it did, but that's how, that's how goals get scored is when our guys are distracted and it's a distraction, you know, pop up, be a Jordan McCrary, get up. Sorry. Shut up, Sharon. (laughs) (laughs) No, but Jordan is a perfect example. I mean, we saw the guy, uh, you know, basically save a goal, right. With, with a strong header, right? A strong shot. And he was still at it. So, I mean, I'm never going to forget that moment. I mean, nobody's that, going to forget that moment. That's, that's a Kristen Lilly. That's a Kristen Lilly moment. And every player loves to have those moments. And and he had one. So, although, you know, before we actually look at the goals, I have to say this and it sucks for me to have to say this because this guy is a fan favorite and, and I've, I've talked good things about him and, he, he's around my area, so an inspiration to everyone over here in, in our area in the 209. But Hayden Sarges, he is not doing good. He is just constantly making mistakes, and he's not the same guy that we saw last season, which I don't know if the injury maybe is the reason for this, but I felt like almost every time he had the ball, he made a mistake. And if we look at the goals, there were some things he could have done as well. And it, it just really worries me to see that because if coach isn't seeing those mistakes, which in the last game, he did also have mistakes. I, I don't know what's going on there because defense is really critical and you make one mistake and that could screw the whole game, right? Even if you lose by just one goal. And so I'd much rather see Nobby. I said it in the last game. You should have started with Nobby. He didn't do it in this game. And I don't know how you bench the guy. The guy is probably going to go back to Minnesota at the end of the season. And we're not going to see him maybe until he retires, if he chooses to come back to us (laughs) or if they loan him back to us. But in all likelihood, he's probably going to go back to their first team and actually stay there. I don't see him coming back uh, until maybe later on in his career. And you you just can't leave him in the bench, especially when it, you're at a critical time where you need experienced players, at least in the season, who have already had their fair share of minutes. And you, I, I feel like he may have actually made a mistake in starting Hayden just so quick into you know his return from injury. Like he should have like taken things slowly, leave <clears throat> him in the bench. Maybe sub him in, you know, a couple of minutes, but don't just throw him into the fire and expect him to be the same guy that he was before the injury. Yeah, we talked, and I agree with you. We talked about how players are in training versus how they are in game. Nabi is clutch in a game. I mean, we've seen him make mistakes, but then he recovers from those mistakes and he and he covers his his butt on those mistakes. Whereas, you know, maybe he's not the best in training. So, you know, if the coach is judging things based on training, we talked about this last time, is he a training guy or is he a game guy or can he be both? And, you know, what is coach seeing in Hayden? And I haven't, we haven't heard, you know, it's like, hey, Connor, ask coach, you know, the difference between Hayden and Nabi and what he thinks the differences are um, and why one is starting over another or, or something like that. I mean, you definitely can't put Andrew in that in that role because that's not what Andrew does. Andrew is a traditional defensive midfielder and he does an excellent job. And when he and Luis Felipe or, you know, or Jaime or any one of them are in the on the field doing that role, they're great. But their role is not to be the twin towers. So it's like, Connor, ask the question, please, since (laughs) we we can't. (laughs) 
Yes, please do so, because I, I really want to know why we, we don't see him and, and why he wasn't on the bench yesterday, by the way. Um, he wasn't even there. We didn't get a report on him being injured either, right? Uh, as far as I know, it's only Tucker um, uh, at this point. But yeah, he, he was nowhere to be seen there. But we did see like one of our academy players, right? I'm jotting around. He was actually in the bench. So why why didn't Nabi make the trip, right? It would be nice to know why. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't did he get there. called up? Did he get called up? I mean, that is a, a good question, actually. You know what? We'll actually take a look at that right now. That might actually answer a lot of our things because as we're recording this, Minnesota's actually playing and they're actually winning 1-0 against Colorado. Oh, my goodness. And Colorado has like one of my favorite players playing for them, right? Yeah. Um, and actually confirmed he actually was called up. I see. From Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Dang. Oh, yeah. so we actually went where we, oh man, we went to San Diego with our fingers crossed, literally our fingers crossed that we didn't have to sub Hayden because who wants to throw a academy guy who's never, who's never really had to be in the situation. Dang it. So that's what happened in Nabi. Well, you know, next weekend, he's also committed to, um, to something in Minnesota. So I'm wondering if he's not going to stay the week in Minnesota. There's something going on, something special um, on the 16th is happening in Minnesota, some fan, something or another. And I think, I think he is committed to being there. Um, I mean, I saw it flash through on, on Minnesota's um, social media, but then, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that he can hop a plane right afterwards and get, get his butt back into Sacramento because you know, uh, for at least uh, Sunday's game, who knows? And Wednesday, who knows if he's going to be the out and back guy? We could, we need him against LA. We need him. So let's go ahead and, and take a look then at the highlights. And oh, well, I'm looking at the highlights now. A bit nervous though about Wednesday. Now that you brought up Sharon, that I think we might only have Hayden as the option. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, let's no. just hope. Let's right. just hope Nabi gets on a plane. It's kind of like. You know damn well I'm going to paw through his social media and see see you know if tonight if I see you know him showing the plane taking off from Minnesota you bet it's like uh come on back come on back you know what I'm probably going to send him a message too I'll send him a message I'll I'll, I'll get that figured out and uh we'll, we'll see if he'll he'll be in Sacramento or not and would would love him back <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I really hope so we he he needs to someone get him a plane out there let's get him back here uh, for Monday morning, so he's rest, so the jet lag kind of wears off for Wednesday, and he said. <laughs> so uh, I have to hand it to San Diego filling up the stadium there. Um, it's It looked like an amazing atmosphere. Their crowd was loud. Their supportive section was great. I have to hand it to them. I mean, Warren Smith going down there and helping them get started, even though he's no longer, you know, officially with them like that, Um Warren Smith has the Midas touch and, you know, we miss him so much. And, and I know that, you know, he, he did a lot to help with San Diego. Apparently he was there at the game. He was, he was watching the game um, in San Diego. So good for him. Yeah. He was there with a relative actually from Sacramento who came down to watch the game with him. So yeah. Um, fun stuff. And and it is good that he's still, you know, at least you know, going to games, even though he's not really directly involved with them anymore. It, it's great to to see him out there. And yeah, it's crazy that they were talking about it being about 6,000 plus uh, uh, people there at the game. And I guess it was their uh, highest attendance since March of last year is um, what the commentators were mentioning. So, yeah, it, it really great. I hope we see more of these atmospheres all throughout the USL because this is what I asked for. Right. This is why I don't like two teams because you never will ever see this happen on a two team it sucks but it just won't never happen <laughs> so looking at the first goal right our good old dark formella the guy that i i put all my trust in starting and starting 11 doing what i wanted him to do like three games ago but i'm glad he did <laughs> he did it here and I, I was never expecting this to actually turn out as it being a goal for himself because he takes the ball from literally midfield Right, he goes on this crazy run, which most of the time, right, you get a defender that actually manages to, you know, stop that. But he kept going at it. He had 
just minor space to pull that shot through right it's always real tough when when you're at that angle but he did it and I mean he he got to go and hopefully that gets him pumped up to try to keep you know getting more opportunities like that I agree um you know he's uh he's quite the magician when he wants to be and he's faster than he looks you know as and I think a lot of it has to do with his strength his ability to hold off players dude's incredibly strong i mean look at his thighs you know he's he's a consummate 10 seriously he's he's strong he's tough he's tall he's big um and he's fast um which most people aren't aware of how fast he is and he plays with joy um always with joy and that intense passion you know that's something that derek always brings to the table is that just huge passion but now looking ahead when we got scored on in the um where where there were chances where we were going to get scored on there were uh it seemed like in the second half the our goal became the magnet for San Diego and there was very little force field around it and it was sad because it was like wait 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 we need to switch the play to the other end and it just didn't seem to happen whatever Landon said at halftime to the guys in the locker room um, made a huge difference. They came out a different team. They came out more hungry. They came out more with a lot more pressure. And it was something that we weren't ready to handle. And our turnovers were pretty major. And the other part was we weren't able to string together enough passes to allow our strikers in our midfield to get dangerous. You know, we were, we were losing some things. Anyhow, let's look at this free kick. Yeah, you're right. He he must have been really inspirational. He must have said, and this is like what I would say, right? If I'm a coach and, and you're at home, you're losing 1-0, uh, I would say play for the fans, right? They sold out your game. They're out there supporting you. You're losing, but they're still, you know, supporting. They have not lost that, right? They were still chanting and doing all that and do it for them. And and that's what I want to hear coach do every time we're losing, right? Is always tell the players, say, hey, you got people here. You haven't had a good season. They're still here. They're still going to meet the team. They're still, you know, going to to these things. They're still talking to you. They're still staying around to, you know, just thank you for for the match. If they go to an away match, or even at home, right? Some fans do as well. And so I think that's what ultimately, you know, maybe made them change that mentality and and be like, yeah, there's a bunch of people here. Let's make sure we get them something to smile at. And so they definitely came out different and. We have to just be honest. This game should have probably ended in a 4-1 for San Diego, right? Because Guido, just minutes before he scores his goal, he had a clear chance at goal, right? I mean, I thought that was the tying goal right there. I was quite shocked when when I didn't see the his opportunity in the 51st not, not go through. And so ultimately, we already had warnings, right? It's like, this guy is trying to score a goal, right? He's trying to do that, yet... We, we didn't pay attention to that. And I know they also had another uh, play where they had a post, right? Where it could have also been a goal and it could have been a chip goal, which no goalkeeper likes to, to see. Um, and so we go on to the 54th minute then and, and Guido gets the play. He just puts the shot right to the corner post. And I think Saldana could have done something more, right? I don't know about you, Sharon, but it, it seemed way too easy of a shot. Like it was right at his post. Well, and it was a bouncer. Um, and so those are a little harder to track. You know, it wasn't necessarily a daisy cutter, but it was a it was a it was a bouncer. And yeah, he may have been sighted, he might not have seen how the ball was coming at him, but it did seem savable or you know, punchable because he's so good that way. He's been saving our bacon since he started playing for us. He's been he's been doing really well. So this was a little shocking to see that it could have possibly been a little bit his error. Um, it also could have been a little bit of our player's error to not close down the shooter, you know, and we didn't necessarily close down the shooter. So or at least make it harder for him. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the, there's always that we, we had just a lot of players out back, not really doing much. Right. <laughs> and and he was open. And I, I don't know. Well, like what what could have changed there, right? The play just happened so quick. And yeah, you're right. He could have also been just 
you know, his view could have been a little bit obstructed. Right. Because there's just, and it also goes to show, I mean, there's just a lot of players out back. Like there, there was no sense of order for like where they should be at. And when that happens, you're going to confuse your goalkeeper. They're not going to know <laughs> where the ball comes from because you just have players just scattered randomly and, and not ordered and where they should be at. We had Luis Felipe. I mean, the dude would have thrown his entire body in front of um I think Luis Felipe would have made a little bit of a difference there because he sees things really quickly. Um, sometimes he sees things much more quickly than other guys do. And for some reason I've seen him make plays. It's like, how did he see that coming? You know? And, and right now we don't have it. Well, we didn't have anybody last night on that particular shot that saw it coming, but you know, Again, that's how goals are scored, and that's how we want to score. You know, we want to we want to be like that ourselves. Um, you know, be able to slide something in. You know, we've done it, so we would like to be that way too. Can't can't fault them. Yeah. So we move on so to then, the fifty seventh yeah. minute, right? And and like we uh, said, right, literally three minutes later, we're we're still <laughs> trying to recover from that tying goal. And players just had so much space. And this is what I think disappointed me so much is seeing that how much space they got to do whatever they wanted, right? To pass it to whoever they want to pass it, right? To put that through ball. You, you just can't let them put a through ball like they did there for Douglas Martinez, which I, I think Duke should have probably been a little more focused too. I know, I mean, Shannon was right behind Douglas Martinez and they, they just... You just can't do that. And and I feel like Duke could have probably done a little bit better. Like he had a chance. If you go back and look at the replay, he could have at least tackled. Maybe he could have done something. At least just try not to, you know, make the pass be so clear up to the Douglas who ends up scoring the goal. And I, I was just disappointed at how much space we gave them with how much players we had out back. Like that, that should not happen. Let's look at Shannon because, you know, I, um, let's look at Shannon. Did he, did he talk? Okay. That's Shannon's mark. And he got on the inside shoulder of Shannon. And that's something that I've seen uh, several times. So no, I mean, I look at Shannon, he let the, he, he initially let the guy run on his inside shoulder. You never let that happen as a defender or you let Duke know the dudes on your inside, you know, the dudes, he didn't even let Duke know that the guy was coming through. And that's actually, that was Shannon's clear mark. He needed to be on the other side of the player, or he needed to let Duke know, turn the freak around. We're getting split. And that's the number one thing. When, when somebody can drive a Mack truck, like they just did through our defense, where there's two guys that are on either side of an attacker, but nowhere near him to mark him. I mean, that's, that's called a Mack truck. You just drove the Mack truck right through our defense. And where were the twin pillars of, you know, power? Where was Dan? Where's, where's Hayden? Where's Hayden on this? Where'd he go? Where is he? Is he stuck up high? Where's Hayden? Oh yeah, that's true. Hey, is Hayden he? is nowhere to be found. No. What happened to Hayden? Was he making a pl- Oh, there he is. And he's, oh, he's not he's... even running back. He's jogging with his chest forward. Like he's gassed. And yeah, so interesting situation there. Um, communication breakdown. I would say 100% that's a communication breakdown. That's, I don't know if Shannon hollered to Duke, you know, hey, turn guys on your guy. I, lo- I lost him. He's yours now. And I didn't, I don't know if that happened. Poor Dan Casey's making a recovery run, but it, he knows it's too late. You know, he can't, he can't get there in time. Let's look at, uh, let's look at Carlos. Let's see what uh, Mr. Saldana is doing as far as positioning goes. He's doing kind of the right thing, trying to be big because he knows it's be, it's a one-on-one. So he does the right thing. He comes out to the front post. Yep. He's got the angle almost correct, but there's nothing he could do. And he didn't want to take the player out because nobody wants a red card on the keeper. Um yeah, especially yeah, he, so early on in the game, right? I mean, so early on in yeah, the second half, like you. Right. <laughs> I mean, he could have. I mean, he could have taken the player. He, well, he did dive, but he totally didn't dive anywhere near where it was going to be effective. So, yeah, this is just this was just like that comedy of errors. When I saw that one happen, I was texting a bunch of people, and there, you know, and it was like my neighbor across the street was. 
I, she never swears. And I almost think there was a, there was a profanity. I, she doesn't swear, but it was almost as though that came through. She's not a swear. She's old, older, but she was not happy with this play. Oh yeah. I, I mean, it, Nobody was. It, it, I think everyone probably swore at their TV when they saw yeah. this. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think, I think we did, you know, we had a behind the scenes conversation going on. Um, yeah. I think there was multiple cuss words and that's when we <laughs> talked about the balloon and the farting noise and, you know, it's just like, that's the situation where it's like, <laughs> you know, where the air lets out of the balloon. Yeah. So. I mean, this goal to find the season, I, I hate to say it so drastically. Right. But I think that to find it, like you said, no, no communication. What was Hayden doing all the way up there? Like, I, I, I don't know what he was doing there. And did we just, yeah. did we just have like a set piece and that's why he was up there? Um, well, it didn't seem like that way because the, the, so their goalkeeper had just punted. Uh, yeah. Had done just, you know, just a goal kick. And I, I don't know what he was doing all the way up there. Honestly, I, I, I don't know why he why he went all the way over there. I mean, I, I, I get maybe right there trying to like push up front, right? Because we had just gotten scored on. But I, I don't know why he was out over there, right? Because at least if you do have him out back, maybe they get a tackle, free kick. That's all you get. But he was he was not in it where he should be at. He's not a midfielder. He's a defender, right? And they, it wasn't like he had just gone to a corner kick. It's understandable, right? If, you know, you get a counterattack going yeah. on. It wasn't well, even some, that. I know sometimes as a defender, um, you know, if you were just involved in a really good give and go play and, you know, you kind of got the confidence from your teammates saying, yeah, go up, go up, go up, keep going, keep going, you know, be open, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, sometimes sometimes that's a reason to stay high um you 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 were told by your your teammates yeah no 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 you go you go it's okay i got you covered but you know we're not there we can't hear that we we didn't see what happened i mean cuz there were times where when i was playing cuz i almost always played striker but then as i got older i played uh center back or i played right back and there were times as a center back or a right back when the opportunity arose and there was no mark going on and there was some really lovely give and goes and be like yeah you just got yourself in the attacking third and you have the best cross on the team you just crossed the ball and let's face it hayden does have a nice rocket and he has a really fairly not as accurate as mitch tainter but he has a really pretty accurate you know crossfield pass so you know, when he, when he wants to, um, to do that, but yeah, who knows what was going on there. It was just like really strange to not have him in the back line and to have poor Shannon and Duke Lacroix having to, you know, cover for our twin towers. And it's like, Oh, I mean, they're fast, but they weren't successful. Anyhow, moving on. So that's that, yeah. you know, oh. thank God we didn't get a red card. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause you know, who who knows that could have also happened. But uh, I think, you know, in this play, if Nobby would have been there, I think he actually gets it. Oh, my God. Uh, if Nobby no, would have, oh, my God. Nobby would have, uh, his speed, his recovery runs have been phenomenal. And, you know, yeah, yeah. And I, if he would have been in Duke's position, though, I, I think he tackles him right before yep. he gets to yep. the penalty area <laughs> i swear you know uh, oh gosh what's the name of that family the incredibles uh the <laughs> the elastic the who's the one that has the elastic um limbs was it the mom where she has the ability to make her arms and legs grow long i think that, so i, I, think, I think, it, think it might be yeah i think it's the mom anyhow it, you know not be sometimes it's like oh there's he's never gonna get there and then i was like how did his leg get around that player <laughs> and get the ball without you know so i think you know, Nobby's new nickname is he's part of the Incredibles. <laughs> the family, you know, so. Oh, yeah. He's an incredible guy. And yeah. it just like I like I mentioned earlier, it just sucks that I think he is going to actually leave us, unfortunately, for next season. I don't think that Minnesota oh my is going to be he's, floating him out. He has the brightest future, you know, and I, I just am so looking forward to following him. And I'm glad that we're you know, early friends on social media, just 
just because it just makes it so much easier to follow a player when you, when you've gotten to know them and, and they've gotten to know you and, um, and we appreciate each other. And I know Hayden's going to go far. I know he's got to learn, you know, he's got to put some more tools in his toolbox. Um, but, and I know he's going to go far and he's probably right now looking at Europe. And I know that he'll probably end up if he wants to go to Europe, I have a feeling Hayden will get there. You know, he's tall. He is pretty skilled. It's just, there's a couple more tools that he needs in his toolbox. And, you know, he's, he's learning how to to do that with us so let's talk about um let's talk about wednesday what we have looking at us uh wednesday you know it's a do or die situation if we lose wednesday we're kind of (laughs) done yeah uh i i would say that mathematically speaking yeah if we lose wednesday that you you people can try and do the math but you're just going to depend on so much factors which we do right now too right we we depend on factors but (laughs) yeah (laughs) um, but the the main critical thing though is that los dos right now if we kind of also tie this with the standings they are in that fourth spot that everyone wants right 35 points (laughs) right points just away from us so of course if they beat us they would be six points above us with nine points remaining on our end but they would still have one more game to be left to be played so and not just that, but you got Oakland and Tacoma above you. So that that's why it's like, oh, we lose. and Orange County yeah. on a slide. They're skids right now. So Orange County could actually end up below us. So that would create another spot above us open because Orange Orange County is on a slide. They're sliding. Yeah. But more the reason for the players to know that <laughs> this is your last opportunity at maybe having a shot at the playoffs is getting those uh, three points against Los Dos. And then, I mean, as you know, on Sunday, we played Tacoma, who is just one point above us. And they still have one more game in hand, but we beat them and we'll actually be <laughs> just above them, just slightly there. And and so you get on a good run. You get those six points Wednesday and Sunday, and you could be seeing yourself at 38 points. And if if OC would continue their downhill slide, like you mentioned, and they were to maybe just tie one out of the two games we'd actually be tight in points with them. Yeah. Um, so th- oh that's, my God. Like, that's I, that like you said, there's so many things that are factoring in, you know, Phoenix has to keep being Phoenix. San Diego <laughs> has to keep being San Diego until we play them in the last season, the last game of the season or uh, yeah, the last, right. So, oh my gosh. But Phoenix can't be Phoenix on the 23rd <laughs> when we go there. Oh my God. There's just so many things. There's just so much. There's so much Phoenix. <laughs> could actually give us the golden whatever if if they decided <laughs> to just put some scabs on the field and it's like yeah it's just sacramento no problem we'll just play a practice match against those guys and then we beat them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. notice notice how i use kind of like a east coast mafia accent yeah just put the scabs on the field <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that would be great if they did that. Much appreciated. Yeah. Because, I mean, I get really worried at just seeing the schedule, right? It's like, you got Phoenix <laughs> and San Diego. And after, after the way I saw the game yesterday, and this is why after the game yesterday, like, I, I and and I try to be optimistic, right, with the team this whole season. Yes, but, you've, you've been pretty optimistic. <laughs> but but then I think there comes a point in the season where even if the math kind of checks out right where, where you would say well we have 12 points remaining to be played we could potentially reach 44 points great right we win all those games I think there's a good shot at you know of, you know at least getting fourth place but after you see how the team is performing right that mentality that um uh, the streak right as you like to mention right as you like to look at the USL website uh, at streaks yes, and all that I, like to look at I, I think it's it's just it's just hitting us bad, right? We haven't really captured any uh, positive streaks, I think, this season. <laughs> but we haven't been able to do, I think, more than like two wins, right? Like just yeah. consecutively. And, and it's so important to get into a streak at this oh point of the season. And we're not doing yeah. it. Our, what I, when you look at the way that ours is like, we've got these red squares. It's like, we'll have two red squares and the green square and then two red squares. It's like, no, 
<laughs> we want more than two red squares. We want to have two, at least two, maybe three green squares right next to each other. And when I'm talking about the red and the green, the way that the USL shows the last five games, it's it's it looks like red and green. It looks like Christmas, um, <laughs> you know, and it, or or it's gray if you've tied. Um, so it makes it really, really easy to see who's streaking and you know who's sinking. <laughs> it's like, oh, yoy, yoy. So yeah. throw us a life preserver, you know, the rest of the teams that are playing against us. It's like, <laughs> yeah, just, just be nice to us. Just throw your, well, I should have said not scabs. I mean, cause scab players, um, <laughs> uh, scrubs, throw your scrubs at us and, you know, and tell them not to play too hard. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, uh, what, what teams we need for them to throw their scrubs, right? Like that, that is a good, better way. I think we need to put it in. <laughs> <laughs> For the scabs, um, you know, of course, those, those plays against us, right? That's a direct, direct uh, rival there with uh, three points away from us. Oakland actually lost yesterday, right? Which thank you, Phoenix, for actually starting to do one good deed. But right. fortunately, we we didn't take advantage of that. But but look at the schedule, how it fares for Oakland. They play against Orange County on Saturday. One of so those that's a two win. teams might they'll yeah. win. Oakland will beat Orange County. Yep. Yeah, so Oakland will they beat, do that. They'll beat Tacoma. The, how how crazy of a game is that going to be, right? Oakland, Orange County, just three points separate them. Orange yep. County, I mean, they do have a game in hand, but if they beat them, they are just going to contribute to that downslide of them. And then Oakland visits Tacoma, which I got to say yesterday, I was not expecting them to beat OC, but they yeah. beat them. And they not only beat them, they actually just like demolished them with a 4-1 win. Yep. And I mean, that... If that doesn't make you worried about Tacoma, I mean, uh, I don't know what, what does with that. And then well, Oakland visits San Diego, which that yeah. could be a San Diego win. And then they close, unfortunately, against Sporting KC2, which is actually not doing great. They're actually in last place in the Eastern Conference group. So they've, their team are a bunch of scrubs, too. Okay, got it. Basically, the whole team is. Yeah, so it <laughs> doesn't matter who they play. <laughs> so, so it looks really promising for Oakland. I mean, the, the the writing is on the wall where they could turn around and, you know, they could definitely, they can, they can handle Orange County. Orange County is not Orange County anymore. They're a whole different team. So my money's on next weekend. Oakland's going to take Orange County. They're probably going to give Tacoma a run for their money. They're going to beat KC too. So I would say Oakland clinches. And then that leaves just somebody going after LA Galaxy or, or or Orange County, you know, going going after those spots that LA and Orange County face. So let's look at uh, LA Galaxy's remaining season. After they play us, they play against El Paso, but at home. But still, El Paso, we, we know how tough they were. So here's yeah. hoping that if they do put scrubs, I think they might be still good, right? right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, then they go to Charleston, so quite quite a travel to go all the way over there to play against the battery. And right. Charleston battery is actually fighting Second. for uh, actually no. Oh, never they're mind. fifth. They, they are actually fifth place. So they at this point they're I mean they're they're out of the playoffs. I mean they're they're thirty four right. points versus forty eight in fourth place. Yeah, yeah, they're they're out. they're out. So hopefully they try to close with dignity. <laughs> and right, yeah. And the last two rivals for the Galaxy two they visit Tacoma. And then they play against their neighbors, Orange County. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> it looks like LA Galaxy has three wins, you know, possibly. And against us, I'm going to roll a dice. I, I think it's a tied ball game. I don't think we beat LA Galaxy. If if I will eat my hat. No, I, I don't know what I will eat. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'll eat something I don't like if LA Galaxy wins. Yeah. But I think there's positivity or, there. Or though. If, we if, if, if we take the three points away from LA Galaxy 2 on Wednesday, then they play El Paso, which I, I have some hope that they would be able to uh, beat them, even if it's at LA. That that team is, again, we saw El Paso, how great they are. If they do that, if those two combinations uh, match up, then we would but, actually be tight in points with LA Galaxy. But El Paso Galaxy. has already clinched. El Paso has already clinched, right? They've already yeah. clinched a playoff spot. They can't. They can't be taken away. Their playoff spot is clinched. Yeah, I, but I think at this point, they're still fighting for that home advantage if they make the USL final. 
So all that is up for grabs, right? Oh, I mean, you still want okay. to make sure that you yeah. get as much. <laughs> I keep forgetting about home field advantage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which who doesn't want to see the, you know, the just one single game final uh, at their home. So hopefully we're like, please, please. We know you want to make it there. Uh, if we make it there, hopefully you don't make it there. But for now, use that motivation to, <laughs> to your advantage to uh, play against them. But if that happens, we tie LA Galaxy 2 not only in points, but also in games played. So yeah. that, that that's, again, we're just trying to be positive about the remaining games for these teams. And that's what they have. And if we look at Tacoma, right, they unfortunately Wednesday play against the Lights, hoping for a miracle of ages of the Lights. <laughs> But I don't think so. I think they're going to get the win. Then they visit us on Sunday. Then they play against the Roots, as we mentioned previously. Then LA Galaxy 2. And then their last game against against Phoenix. So, I mean, it, it's it's a difficult schedule for them. Uh, after you take the lights off, and uh, I'm trying to make it seem like we're difficult, right? But, but as far as end of season, Roots, Los Dos, two teams that are going to be fighting for the playoffs that, you know, they could, it could be those last games where they actually end up finding out if they actually make it or not. And then that last game against Phoenix, who might still be fighting for home field advantage for the uh, cup final, should they make it? So uh, not, not an easy thing for them, but no. uh, I mean, if lights beat them, I think we're going to be even more motivated if we get the win on Wednesday and then on Sunday we play against them. Right. Yeah, because yeah. we they're only a point away from us right now and and we need to catch up in games played because they have one less game and uh i wish all the teams had equal amounts of games again i've complained about that in the past but it just it just sucks when you're trying to do the math (laughs) at the end of the season and you're like well that team has one less match than we do so they still have to play that but that's that's the us all rules unfortunately for the season (laughs) it's been an interesting season and as some somebody posted a meme about us, it, it, our season's been like a roller coaster, seriously roller coaster, emotional roller coaster, you know. And I don't know what the guys are feeling if they're feeling the same roller coaster, but you know, it's you, you don't get a trophy for participation; you get a trophy for freaking winning. Yeah, and I think what really always worries me a lot too is that if we look at some of the wins that we got this season so far, I mean. It's been Tacoma, Las Vegas, New York. We haven't gotten those wins against the rivals that we should be getting the wins, right? That uh, we are directly competing against, uh, taking Tacoma's side, right? Uh, we haven't really gotten that much. Uh, we haven't gotten a lot of points away from them. And that's why you end up being in this situation now where had you even just tied right against them in those games that you lost, you could have been in a much better spot. And, you know, we, we did be... LA Galaxy 2 at the beginning of the season and that that was really promising for us right we felt like okay we're all just going to keep going from there but and unfortunately it's just giving up those games that we could have done something like uh, I'm thinking back to even that Phoenix game right on on June where we lost 2-1 and how much different that could have been right I, I know it was the red card that should have been a red card uh, and unfortunately it was and that screwed up our whole game and you know how much motivating that would have been to have gotten that win. Because, where is where is Fatai? Yeah. Where is he? We That's a seen good him. question, Connor. Can we find out maybe in the next? Connor, what happened to Fatai? Where is he now? Yeah, <laughs> unsolved I, mystery. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go right there right now because um, I know we have to close out here. <laughs> So we we have a couple of, of unsolved mysteries, um, but f- what happened to Fatai Alashe? What happened to him? Unsolved mystery. We haven't heard poop as far as did he go back somewhere? Is he back with who? Where is he's not listed as in, injured, and we haven't seen him. Yeah, you know, we haven't. We, what's going on? All right, unsolved mysteries. Throw your guesses in the uh, in the chat. Yeah, it would be interesting to know, right? Is it like a disciplinary issue, right? Because we know earlier in the season, right, there were a couple of plays and there was that red card that, I mean, he clearly deserved and that we were like scratching our heads. Like, why did you do that, man? You just like messed us up. So I I don't know if that could have been a contributing factor to that, but it it would be nice if 
we knew where this guy is at because you i mean we're in a season where we can't afford to not have guys that we had right as like uh new transfers and not knowing what's going on is like you know it's it's pretty worrisome when you don't know that especially when this guy was starting games earlier in the season and then suddenly he's not even showing up in in the subs and and hasn't been showing up there i think in a while i think it's been months that that's how bad it's been <laughs> so that, that that's that's a great one I, i think we also had another one though as a bonus you remember we were talking about another unsolved mystery so a bonus unsolved mystery for those of you listening and and keeping score besides fatalia lache so this unsolved mystery has to do with who lets the air out of our sails Last night we saw a total change in attitude from our from our players and it's like it's like we get a goal scored against us or you know like last night there when they tied us it's like you know it's like somebody turned the volume down or or we're a goal up and all of a sudden we space out it's like um you were winning the game and then you kind of just spaced out it's like this <sighs> <laughs> too much THC on the team. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> <laughs> But it's just like, where's the focus? It's it's kind of like somebody, we were playing at 11, you know, to quote a spinal tap. And then all of a sudden we've just dialed it back to a three. And Jared, I know you're going to appreciate that. And we'll probably see a meme um, sometime <laughs> soon. But besides like what happened to Fatayalashe, but like, Why do we space out? Anyhow, that's it. I'll leave it right there. You know, it, it's times like these where we definitely need a team psychologist, right? Who, oh, who we can actually about that last time, yeah. So, I mean, if the team is trying to figure out what do we do next season, get a psychologist, please, right? Because <laughs> I think that they need to speak to a players, right, and, and keep them on their feet. Understand that you know you're going to go through a lot of times where you're winning, you get tied on. The game's not over yet. Or worst, right? You start losing the game. D don't worry, right? The game's not over. You got to keep going at it. And, you know, just don't just give up like that where you get scored on. And then you're like, oh, wait, what's going on? Right. And and I don't know if the players start to get nightmares of like, <laughs> what, what are people going to say? Like, oh, shoot. Right. We're out of the playoffs at this point. Or even looking at the table and just getting demotivated when you're not winning. Right. Doing doing the math basically already as you're playing. Right. <laughs> looking at it being like, yeah, we're not going to make it. Yeah. Forget this. I, I Yeah. I, I just I just want the season to be over already. Like that's not the mentality to have. And th they could allow us fans to have that mentality, which unfortunately it happens at times. But they themselves cannot have that. And they just got to keep going and not even you know what? They shouldn't even be looking at the table unless it's for motivating reasons of like, hey, we got this. Hey, we could do this. Right. But. Just play each game like like it's the beginning of the season, right? Like, you know, like everyone's at zero points. Like you're just trying to get ahead of everyone. So get a, get right. a team psychologist, please. Sacramento yeah. Republic. <laughs> yeah. And let us know that you did. I mean, don't just get it and keep it secret. We used to have, you know, um, Sharif on the, on the roster on the, yeah. So let us know that you actually found somebody to bring in and, you know, it's not the chaplain. Come on. Chaplain is not the team psychologist, so please get a real one. Um, no disrespect, but, you know, a sports psychologist is very, very beneficial. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Specifically sports. Yeah, you're right. Thank you for thank yeah. you for clearing that up, too, because it's got to be a sports psychologist. We can't get any other kind of psychologist. It can't be like a school psychologist because they <laughs> they don't know sports. Right. You got to get someone sports and someone specifically for our sport, someone who knows situations who can speak to them and you know make sure that mentally they're always there and they don't they don't lose focus of of the end goal right which is making it a playoffs at the very least <laughs> yep great well uh just one final reminder for everyone if yeah you don't follow us on social media follow us on facebook twitter instagram at state republic 12 check us out on there uh, as as we close out the season especially if there is no playoffs in store for us I'm going to start to uh, plan some live shows on social media in November. So be on the lookout for that. We might even do a Jeopardy as well if <laughs> if we don't see any playoffs just to cheer everyone up. So 
You know, and I think Luis and I, I, you know, I've been incredibly busy and I really wanted to do the third version of, of Jeopardy, but it just takes a lot of time. And, and right now my time, I've got a few commitments, but if, you know, in the off season, I think that's a perfect time to do the Jeopardy, especially the trivia style Jeopardy, because there's so much more material when we're, you know, in the off season, you know, we, and I'll have time because we won't, you know, it won't be game analysis. It'll be interviews and, and things like this. So I, I, I do appreciate the fact that we can maybe do the jeopardies in the off season more so, or during, you know, bigger breaks and you know, when we're not playing Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, kind of a thing. So I yeah. appreciate that. So, so thank you. And thank you for being patient fans um, and listeners really appreciate your support. Um, again, stickers this coming Wednesday, I'll have some, Luis will have some, um, and we, we love handing out the stickers. So if you went through the car wash and your sticker washed off, <laughs> give us a shout, we'll get you a new one. Oh yeah. We, we really like, uh, to give out stickers. And if you're a fan who, uh, didn't even know about us until you got a sticker because we just gave you one at the game, then Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in because I, I see numbers go up each week. And, and I know there's there's a handful of you who might be uh, getting their first uh, episode here. So I it's so funny. The pause right now, if you're listening, <laughs> the Panama USA game is going on. And I just pulled it up on my phone because I have Paramount Plus. <laughs> I just showed Luis the uh, my my phone. Um, yeah. I just showed Luis my phone. So he was looking at it through the camera, through my, you know, because <laughs> we do, we don't do these things in a studio. I wish we could. That would be a lot of fun to have a studio, but he's in Modesto. I'm in Elk Grove. We're doing it via Zoom. And, you know, we, if it wasn't for this platform, I swear we probably wouldn't be able to be as successful on these podcasts. This has been incredible. Um, the one thing that the, good positive out of the pandemic is we've all gotten used to online platforms um, and have had just as much joy being together on online platforms as we would in person. Um, but Luis is only four foot 10, right? <laughs> Babe, that's how it feels like, especially when I'm next to the players. When no, 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 no. It's so funny. Cause it's like, when you see somebody in real life and it's like, no, Luis is not four foot ten. He's taller than I am. But it's just so funny because you know you see them on on you know if you see them on a video or on TV and then you go and stand next to him. It's like oh my god, Golston Dart from KSR three. He's not very tall. <laughs> well, uh, uh, speaking of someone who is tall, Michael, which uh, you know might come to a surprise to most people that I didn't know him prior to podcasting. When I finally met Michael, right? Which uh, again, I need to reach out to him see if he could be on. Uh, he's actually really tall. And when we met, I was like, man, you're, I thought you were around my height. You are, you're tall. <laughs> He's tall. Yeah. And I, his, his daughter is going to be super tall, which is great. Good for her. Or I, I think she is. I forget how tall her mother is. Anyhow, make a long story short. We do look different in real life, but who cares? You know, we love everybody. doesn't matter what we look like. Which I, I got to say, I know you mentioned uh, the podcast recording and all that. I think it's my goal sometime in the off season to actually record an in-person one where we could actually be recording some where we could figure out where, where we go to whatnot, maybe, maybe even invite like a guest from the Sacramento area to do like a live interview of sorts. And so we're going to plan something around that. Cause I do want to kind of have that experience for us to talk to someone in person and actually are, be right there. So you are always thinking you are always thinking. Yep. So that, that would be awesome. That'd be great. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that in, in the off season. Uh, we just we just want to bring some positivity, especially if we don't make it to playoffs. Because I I hate for people to just be like, "All right, we're done." That's that, right? I think we we need to cheer everyone up, and and we're gonna try our best to to do so. So you can still support them next season and not be as as down because we've never gone through this, and uh, I I'm a little worried where people might go through, <laughs> or if people might just stop watching Sacramento I hope not but we need to do our best to still uh, keep the word out for the team and and get some more new fans out there and you do the same you as, as a fan that's listening right now uh, bring more people whether they are soccer fans or not bring them out to a game uh, we, we still have three games remaining at home this season and 
Tickets are pretty cheap. If you wait until day of, some people even resell them and you get some really good seats. Let me tell you that. Uh, I, I didn't score them myself, but I saw really good seats and midsection level for like, I kid you not, like $15 or $16 resell. So take someone up to a game. You could even get good seats if you wait until day of. So great. Well, thank you, Sharon, for uh, tuning in here. I, I know the USA game's going on. I want to watch it myself as well. So we'll, we'll go jump right into that to watch it. Um, and thank you so much to everyone for listening to us. Uh, be on the lookout for our next show, which will probably drop sometime uh, Thursday night, Friday morning. Uh, you'll be able to check that out, hear our reactions to Wednesday game, which hopefully is, is a win for us because we, we need to have that joy in our lives. And, and also Jared will hopefully be back as well. I know people might miss him and his uh, voice memes, but don't worry, he, he's out traveling back home right now. So uh, we're going to hopefully try and have him back on on Thursday. So. <laughs> Yeah, and Jared, if you're listening to this, we miss you today. And uh, and Crash, come on, you got to free your schedule up and and join <laughs> us at some point in time. Um, I know some days you don't feel as good as other days, and that's totally we get it. Um, but when you do feel good and you want to be on, just come on in. We'd love to have you. Yeah, likewise, uh, we we miss both of them uh, so much here on the podcast. Great, everyone. Well, we'll see you next week, and have a great night. Oh, Danny Wilson, at least it wasn't Matt Mahoney, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, is he with them technically? I mean, I mean, I know oh, he's with them. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. My brain went MLS, USL. <laughs> oh, they're equal. No, they're not. Sorry. Every, anytime somebody says Colorado, my brain either goes to Omar, who used to be our old media coordinator, who uh-huh. I love, love, love Omar. Oh, my God. The best. Really good at communicating. Really good at cultivating you know, um, all the different parts of media. I loved Omar and he's back there. He is actually their media guy for Colorado, the, the MLS team. So I either think of him or I think of um, Matt Mahoney when I think of Colorado. And so it's like, yeah, it's Colorado. It's those guys. And it's like, oh wait, there's two parts to Colorado. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice if USL was second division. That way they would have some sort of relation, but... Yeah. yeah, we know what's what's going on with ProRail and oh. might never see it, but might never hopefully see I'm it. wrong. <laughs> Am I hearing the music from the game? Oh, freaking A, my phone. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah. Music from- All of a sudden, it's like I'm hearing a Lenny Kravitz song. It's like, what? Where's that coming from? Sorry, my, my phone decided that it was going to be independent. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Um, yeah. They go visit El Paso, which we know how, I mean, they, I don't know, but let me. They're good. I it. mean, but they're, they're not San Antonio, but they're good. Yeah. So they, oh, I'll like scratch that again too. So they actually go uh, play at, uh, oh.